Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. And uh, for the time being, I'm still host. It's Jeffrey Davis. And uh, we continue to scream stories of entrepreneurship and leadership and how people are dealing with this economy. Almost 8,000 interviews. I'm getting kind of excited. Our next guest, Kim Calvi, owner of Boston Edits. Welcome, Kim. Hi, Jeff. Nice to see you again. I was a guest here about four or five years ago, so it's good to be back. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Uh, Kim, tell us again about Boston Edits. Sure. So um, Boston Edits is a media company. Um, at the core, I'm a writer, and I write for my B2B clientele, um, and I write their monthly blogs. Uh, I also um, manage their social media posts. I write website content um, and, and anything along those lines for that, that help my clients get their brand, their messaging um, elevated on a Google search, for instance. I mean, I'm, I'm a big proponent of search engine optimization and making sure that my clients are um, highly visible on social media. So what Boston Edits does is it takes the writing and it makes sure to elevate it for my clients. That's well, a very you, you just stimulated my memory and... Uh... As you tell me your story, I remember yeah. your story now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, the world of social marketing, mm -hmm. does it even barely resemble what it did five years ago, four years ago? Well, it has its roots, but yeah, it constantly changes. And especially with artificial intelligence now being the talk, right? Um, it, it, it's going through more changes. It always does. And that's the beauty of language anyway, is that it's always flexible, um, I mean, obviously, there are some standards with English American grammar, but even how we use it, how we repurpose the content, that's a that's ever changing. Really, that's the answer to your question. Um, and that's that's a big part of what I do anyway, is take content. And how can we repurpose it for branding and marketing? Because it is an ever changing environment. But the standards for. Well, first of all, there's thousands, the multiplier of messages. There's so many more messages out there and data and then breaking through. And mm -hmm. then the uh, ability to understand Google and mm -hmm. to break through <laughs> that messaging. I mean, mm -hmm. you're constantly in a state of change yourself, aren't you? Well, yeah. I mean, my my business has changed quite a bit. Um, and that was born from COVID, which that was before I before the first time I was a guest on your show was a couple of years before COVID, if I recall correctly. And then COVID changed everything. And because of that, I'm doing more blog writing, more social media posts, and that has just continued. So yes, my business has changed. It's going to change a little bit more. It's going to expand a little bit more um, come 2024. Um, I'm happy about that. I'll be offering some more video uh, content for my clients as well. For my clients, you know, it's to get to use on their website and again, to repurpose the content. So, yeah, I mean, it's always changing. You have to, uh, because there's always, you always want to stay in, in at the front of the line. You always want to be, you know, the, the front runner, the maverick when it comes to any, any type of media usage, um, you know, you get left behind uh, to your point though, about Google, a lot of people don't understand exactly how Google works. And there are very few people who understand exactly how Google works. They, they keep some things to themselves. Um, however, to understand how, how the ba the bare bones of why it's important to use Google and how to maximize it, I understand that pretty well. And my clients rely on me to know that for them. You know, uh, I'm kind of a dinosaur. When I first got into uh, marketing earlier in my career, mm -hmm. I was buying and planning media for 
magazines, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. newspapers, uh, radio, yeah. television. And yeah. for me now, those are really sort of tertiary. You know, they're they're not the significant way of getting your message out. Your methodology is the significant way. There really is, you know, there to me, the internet is it. It's mm-hmm. it's much more sophisticated in a lot of ways, but in some ways it's easier too. You know, anybody can get on the internet. That doesn't mean they're getting their message out. Isn't that correct? Oh, that's definitely true. I mean, I see some people and they post all of the time, but they don't really say anything. Uh, you know, they they don't they don't. The problem is lots of times things are transparent to the business owner. And so it takes somebody else sitting on the outside like myself to say, okay, well, this is what you say, but it only makes sense to you. How can we brand it? How can we get your messaging out in a way that's going to resonate with the type of clients that you're looking for? They they might not even know exactly that they need your services, but we have to create content in a way that's going to spark their interest, get their attention. So that's a lot of what I do for my clients. I can get their brand out, but sometimes it's you, you have to drill down a little bit and make it relatable, make the content relatable. And that is born from weekly posts. I, I don't do daily posts because that's just too much. I mean, if my clients wants to if my clients want to do their own daily posts, that's fine, but they hire me to do a weekly post or a monthly post, depending on the type of business and, and you know, if, if their business is a little bit more um, I don't want to say active, but there's some businesses where that are like law, for example. I mean, unless there's a new law. Law is kind of a slow moving animal, if you will. So we may post once a week, but I've got a couple of attorney clients who, you know, they only want to post once a month and that's enough for them. It also depends on their comfort level. But the point is you still want to get your message out. You still want to be found again, highly visible on Google. And that comes from content that's going to resonate with the type of clients that you want to get. So as well, and, and not for nothing also to make sure that Collateral businesses have an easier time of referring, you know, the type of clients that you're trying to get to your business. Like, for example, a trust and estate planning attorney, they might want to work with an elder care or, or, you know, in their Rolodex, if you will, right? The proverbial term, no one uses Rolodex anymore. Uh, Trust and estate planning attorney might want to partner with with an assisted living or senior care facility. So, that's a symbiotic relationship. Both have to understand exactly what the other offers in order to get business for both, really. So you mentioned relatable, which I agree with. You have to have a relatable content. And then you mentioned the legal field twice. And I would assume most of your business is in B2B. Are there certain categories you prefer more than others? I suppose so. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, most of my clients are B2B. I do have a couple of clients that are B2C, uh, but they're still service providers um, in a way. And um, a lot of my clients are attorneys, um, but I also work with wealth managers. Um, I work with um, insurance brokers, insurance agents. Um, and, and for what it's worth, I, right now I'm working with three uh, um, authors non- who are writing nonfiction and they're not writing their memoirs. They're writing books on business and how to apply their own experience to the business world, the type of clients that they are trying to get. Interesting. Uh, so I assume uh, B2B, the way the economy is going, have you started to look into AI as well and how it's going to affect what you're doing and your clients as well? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Um, so first of all, it's here to stay. 
Um, and that's fine. It'll have its place in society. I think that um, before we really get into it, what's really going to, it, it's, its place in society will be better established once the lawyers get a hold of it. And by that, I mean laws surrounding intellectual property, the intellectual property of it, right? So for now, artificial intelligence is a really good use. It's a really good tool to use to create marketing strategies. But as far as writing content, it almost cannibalizes itself because it's only going to regenerate what's already been put in there. So artificial intelligence is I, I I say use it with caution because I mean I heard of a story and I other people that I've talked to have heard the same story where an attorney um, used artificial intelligence and submitted something in, in court I guess to and the cases that he had presumably found on using artificial intelligence were completely bogus were made up um, that's not cool so that doesn't help his reputation so. That falls under the auspices of artificial intelligence or what's called AI hallucinations, where it sounds good, but it's not really true. So artificial intelligence will always create something that sounds good and sounds like what you want it to look for. But it doesn't necessarily mean that the information it produces for you is going to be accurate. So I would say exercise caution. That's number one. Number two, the clients that I work with, they might decide they want to give artificial intelligence a try. However, my response back to that is, you know, my personal tagline for Boston edits is your voice heard through the written word. Artificial intelligence is only going to create what you've put into it, like with looking for the right keywords, right? The right, the correct search engine optimization. So it's not going to what it produces isn't going to sound like the person using artificial intelligence. Because like my clients, for example, they all have their own way of communicating. Some of them speak in shorter, more concise, succinct sentences. Some of them they they their whole sent a whole sentence on paper is a paragraph long. So the point is with artificial intelligence is it's only going to give you what you put into it. And it's not going to necessarily sound like you, Jeffrey, or me. It's it's just going to spit back the information that we're looking for. Um, in which case you can take it and then you can edit it, but then what have you really done? What have you really gained? So I mean, again, I think there will be a place in society for it. It's still fairly new. We all have to get used to it and find the best way to use it. Uh, but I'm not really that concerned that it's going to replace the service that I offer my clients. Well, I'm not even sure I want me to sound like me, but that's all you know. quite dynamic. And uh, we appreciate that you were on the show before COVID and that you've come back again. We hope you will again. Mm -hmm. uh, Kim, if someone's looking for you in Boston Edits, Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, getting your message out is the key to business to, in today's world. Mm -hmm. How would they find you? So you can Google Boston edits spelled just like it sounds. And I'm a big fan of Google. So I come up, I, I occupy every, every space on the first page of the search engine results page. Um, you can also Google my name, Kimberly Calvi, uh, C-A-L-V like Victoria I, uh, and find me that way. I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, but I, I'm pretty easy to find, actually, on social media. Great. Thanks for being on the show again. And uh, this time, don't wait four years to come back. Okay. Anytime. And I want to remind everybody, we continue to stream shows of entrepreneurship and leadership on what else? Radio Entrepreneurs.